0: This is CliffCentral.com
1: Welcome back to the Renegade Reports. Let me try to take the music down.
2: Come on. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you getting? Uh.
1: As always, I can't complain. I could. Nobody cares.
2: Nobody cares, indeed.
1: So, we had a great uh, previous episode. I hope everyone uh, got to listen to it.
2: France Grenier, Institute of Relations. Uh, probably our best one yet, if we had to be honest.
1: Yeah, I think uh, great discussion from his side, uh, great points, and uh, well, we had a little bit to say here and there. But, uh, shall we get on with it? Let's do. All right. So today we have a gent uh, joining us. He's uh, Mduduzi um, Dlamini. Both of us came across him on Twitter, I think, uh, for his uh, very outspoken views, uh, which we wanted to hear more of. Uh, I don't know if you want to add to that, but uh, uh, no, that he sums has a, it up.
2: Uh, Mister Dlamini has a habit of of, of releasing. 20 or 30 tweets, uh, almost an essay in tweet form uh, with uh, fascinating insights.
1: Yeah, he's, a, he's a timeline killer. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now that we've uh, maligned you suitably, I'm dizzy. Um, how's it? How are you doing?
0: I'm fine. Good. Good afternoon to the listeners of Reunicate of, uh, of, uh, Report.
1: Thank you. All right. So lots of stuff to discuss. Ramon has been uh, chatting with you uh, Sort of offline, so I'll let him
2: begin Right, rightduzzi you my friend we we spoke beforehand um and we talk about zulu zulu culture. can you give us a, a just a brief history of of yourself uh, where you grew up what you do at the moment
0: originally'm i from and Glamont it's uh, it's a uh, western uh, it's west of of some 20, 23 Ks off west daban. Bothering Westerville. Uh, it's a place where black people bought their own land, built and uh, their uh, their own houses. Uh, they originally built Claremont, the roads that were that were laid in Claremont were laid originally by uh, uh, black people between around 1920 and 1936. Uh, then the municipality came over there to. to uh, taking uh, taking oh taking over and laying a uh, ground or uh, laying tar on on the main uh, roads the recent uh, tarring just happened and post apartheid before it was duster it was dusty roads that had't been built entirely by black people so I grew up in that um, environment of of that self sufficiency of black people where They could, they can do their own thing, bought land and build their own house, build their own houses, own their own businesses, ramshackle or small time businesses. But it was, oh, but it was uh, an incipiency and and a testimony that black people can do some things. One of the things that I was proud of is that um, uh, uh, five of the uh, greatest Zulu writers uh, lived. Or lived in in Claremont, or were born in Claremont. Or uh, I've always been proud of that. I've done uh, uh, an entire history of Zulu literature mm. from 1922 uh, to, nine, uh, to 1990 I've got. Uh, I was doing an entire research around it. I met many writers who lived in their houses, or Zulu writers lived with them. Uh, they treated me as their son and. Admired and appreciated them. It uh, it also gave me the sense um, of uh, of belonging to a proud Zulu high culture. Uh, I was never into 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 common low stuff uh, culture. Zulu. It was always Zulu high culture for me that I loved best about being about being Zulu. One of the ch- one of the po- there's a poem written by Villegas about the a church in Taipan, the Saints, uh, Anglican Saint Paul's. I used to spend time sitting around that church in the afternoons, just thinking about it. Hey, Villegas uh, went into this church. It had that physical connection to me, almost all the t- literary map of the, of the, of KZN. I know it firsthand. It's not something I read from books. I've visited practically almost all the areas because it's something that I was proud of.
1: Okay. And included? Yeah. Okay. Mm. And, um, all right, so you've, you've, you've got a very good understanding of your own culture, essentially.
0: Absolutely. I've even translated Baudelaire, uh, the French great poem, mm. into Zulu. I think it's the first ever uh, French poet into any African language that I, I did. It was published in 2004 by the, univ- the then University of Depp and mm. uh,
2: It's
0: out of print now. However, I'm trying to get it back in print. Someone just you know, made an interest in it. Uh,
2: so what about being a Zulu? Why are you proud of being a Zulu? Um,
0: one of the things that uh, I learned when I, was, uh, I was, was a child growing up, the first thing or oh, there was a land that was inculcated on me was when my cousin and mom read, read to me a Zulu novel by Durbe, one of the founders of Zulu literature and a true genuine resilient Renaissance man who, who, still is in, who still is in my heart to to, the, to this day. Oh, it was a no, It's a novel called Insilaga Shaga, sort of the bodyguard of Shaga. The man who betrayed, uh, who, who, who betrayed Shaka. They taught, they read that novel to me. It was before school because I got accepted at school when I was eight years old. So that sense inculcated in me the, pri- the pride that I uh, had. When my mom started teaching me English three years later, when I was nine years old, it it was not something that came to me as a sort of an alienation. I was well-grounded in my own uh, culture. So I was not looking for acceptance or self-acceptance from anyone else. Uh, It also helped a great deal that uh, my entire family doted on me.
1: Okay, so um, how do you, uh, bringing it back to sort of now and, 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 you know, the older older person, um, how do you, because you quite buy into... What I suppose many would describe as Western values And I'm I'm not saying that they are I'm just saying they would be described as that Um, But you seem to buy into A lot of these principles Liberty for example Um, And maybe you can give us an idea Of the fact that these are not necessarily Western principles, that they are Partly Zulu principles as well Or there's a combination there Or or some mutuality
0: No, 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 they're definitely Western uh, Western Ideas It comes (laughs) from... Yeah, it can uh, but I will, uh, um, enunciate what is actually only Zulu with the respect that it's, it's common to, to West, uh, to Western, I um, ideas. Uh, throughout the entire Zulu literature, you have these gentlemen's, uh, literary gentlemen that were fascinated and, uh, England, uh, fascinated by English culture and we, um, Anglophiles, uh, gentlemen. Mr. Sunyembeze, who died uh, in two thousand and four, was it uh, was an English gentleman, English Zulu gentleman, H.E. Uh, 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 Gamo, who wrote, who primarily wrote in English, was through, and through an English aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh He's the, one of the founders of the ANC Youth League. Uh, you go to B.W. Botha. The most illustrious uh, uh, Zulu writer. Wasn't the
1: w- forefather really? Yeah,
0: yes, was a, Zulu gen- uh, was a Zulu English gentleman. You go to um, or to to J C Zamini, who I lived with for several years. Uh, was practically his only child. He's not. or oh, we are not related. Um, he's one of the greatest uh, uh, poets in Zulu, who wrote uh, one of some of the greatest ironic poems. He was an English gentleman. It's, it's been running through. It's not, it's not a fo- it's not foray. It's the ex, it's, it's being confident in your own culture and being able to appreciate someone else's value who adds value into, into yours. That's what it's about. Uh, it's, it, it's properly called, uh, cultural, um, it's called appropriation. <laughs> People That's... hate that idea, but, uh, culture, does not progress without imagination Curiosity and appropriation When you do not have those uh, those Qualities in your own culture mm. Then you cannot be able to have your own progress Innovate and develop new ideas
1: So so what you're saying Is cultural appropriation is a positive thing Absolutely and if, if if we don't in essence Appropriate each other's cultures Certainly with some respect um, we, we don't progress
0: We wouldn't be drinking coffee You and I <laughs> coffee is originally uh, Ethiopian It was uh, approached by yes. Arabs Arabs developed into a cafe Europe uh, appropriated from from the Arabs It's worldwide And then American
1: made Starbucks And yeah. so now, yes. now here we are We
0: wouldn't be drinking coffee We yeah. wouldn't be drinking coffee so In the first place if there wasn't no cultural appropriation
1: So you, you don't get um, offended by these ideas of You know, people saying oh, You know, we... They, and they refer to their cultures. We did this or we built that. Um, it doesn't, you know, you, you don't find it racist, for example. If, um, so I, I think, you know, we, the David Bullard example, which is commonly thrown around, you know, I don't know if you re- recall that article. Um, I, I wasn't, uh, I, 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 found problems with that article. I certainly did. Um, but I, I'm interested to know your views on that because it's a, it's a, it's an interesting kind of, position to be in where you you sort of find value in in certain cultures and you you find fault in your own perhaps um and and this situation we have in south africa at the moment where people are very anti um other cultures you know we we want to get back to our roots necessarily it's happening all over the place so you've got africana nationalism on the one side you've got uh you know there's I don't know, we call it Zulu nationalism or what I would call it. Afro nationalism. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a lot of this, you know, and this anti kind of the colonial thing. I think the, the Bullard article was very much a colonial type uh, argument about, oh, well, colonialism wasn't all bad. It brought some of this stuff here. Um, so where do you stand on, on that kind of view? Cause it, it's a, it's a fine line. You, I mean, you, you must admit.
0: First of all, uh, David Pullet is a great uh, satirist, uh, uh, writer, humorous writer, and I mostly enjoyed him since I was, here, since I was young.
2: And, and he's a listener of the show, so
0: I still have. I uh, appreciate the compliment. Yeah, I'm sure we, we, he and I have had some correspondences. I would have loved him to write for me for my magazine that I'm, uh, I'm wanting to 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 start. That is obviously to have its website. Uh, love David Bullard uh, he was entirely misunderstood. he was a, convoy, a provocative contrarian uh, however, in any case um, when you when you look at, uh, at colonialism and you look at how at the be, uh, you look at the uh, benefit that it has it has brought into Africa, mm. there would be no Western medication, for instance mm. there would be no christianity. Many people are Christians are dying by Christianity. It was brought by uh, Western colonialism. If they are, if they are anti that colonialism, they'll renounce Christianity in the first place. Um, so uh, you find that uh, how how South Africans have developed. Entirely, in how Africa has been appropriated uh, aspects of, uh, uh, of, West, of of Western culture that came via colonialism. It's unfortunate that it was brutal, but it was, we must re- always remember that those it was during the times of the wars of conquest. My own people, Zulu people, conquered the Southern Africa as far as, uh, as Zambia. Or mm. uh, so if I'm to denounce or. Uh, 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 the era of conquest that was at the time was, I'll be, I'll be subjective in looking at it from a point of view of my own pericalism. Uh, it, what you are asking about is not probably because uh, it's African nationalism or Afro-nationalism. Zulu nationalism had it. It's heyday as well. It has died in the post-apartheid. IFP re- uh, represented that Zulu nationalism. We, we fought against that. My parents died in the battle against those things. Uh, right now, what you find, what is common is precisely what is uh, called ethnocentrism, where you find each legal group believes in the superiority of their own group. Mm. It's, it's a, it's proto-racism that what leads to racism. Uh, I'm against that.
1: Okay, so. I mean, I think we're getting into the sort of collectivism ground. Yes. So,
2: so, are you saying that I mean, a a, a culture that is finds fulfillment within itself would happily take on other cultures in terms of uh, a learning experience, so to speak?
0: Definitely. That uh, definitely. That's why. That's why we can see the English comfortable with uh, appropriating things that are from French. Right. Or from the Germans. Or, or, why,
2: or Indian food. Or Indian food because yeah. they are
0: confident in themselves. Yes. They that they do not feel threatened by the foreign, by the strange.
2: So, so it's a positive thing to appropriate another culture.
0: Absolutely. We wouldn't be the uh, well, how Western imperialism and colonialism began, remember that it's about spices.
2: Yes. Indeed.
0: <laughs> it was about the the track to get the spices. Columbus landed in the wrong place.
2: Looking for spices. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes went the West Indies yeah, instead yeah. of India.
0: <laughs> so uh, without this appropriation of, uh, of, of one another's culture, there would be no progress in any one of us. You, you but you require confidence in your own to be able to appropriate what is foreign and strange and beautiful. It,
1: you seem like uh, quite a sort of history aficionado. At least you have a good appreciation of history. Yeah. Um, So I'm getting the sense from a lot of what you say. Personally, I have a huge problem with history revisionism. I think that's part of the issue with uh, my uh, objection to Rhodes Must Fall, for example. Absolutely. In that if you judge Rhodes by today's standards, he's absolutely a terrible human being. Um, You know, he would uh, probably last about six hours in the real world. (laughs)
2: reminds disagreeing you but, can you can bat in, yes, I mean, but was he a terrible human being he was he was a persecuted homosexual in a time where homosexuality was a sin <laughs> um i mean he physically he did not kill anyone, I mean his business practices were but you know, uh, suspicious. But at the time, he was seen as quite progressive in terms of how yeah. he so, so appropriated
1: I th- wealth. I think that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that uh, you know, in 2015, 2016, we would look at uh, Rhodes and say, "Look, that behaviour today, that's not how we do things, and that's not good enough. And you either need to change, or you can't do that, or you may even be up for some sort of criminal charges for sure. some of the stuff he did." But back then, um, he 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 wasn't actually amongst the group of people he was around. And I, I, so I'm using that as one example of revisionism of history, but I, I think we have this problem worldwide where we are trying to sort of revision history. Um, and also it's, it's in the constant battle to find out who's the biggest victim, you know? So for instance, slavery. Is a part of the history revisionism in which uh, Black Americans will say, you know, well we were slaves. Uh, the fact that there were plenty of people who were enslaved across history uh, of many races, religions, cultures, etc., uh, seems to be besides the point. So, tell us a little bit about what you think about history revisionism, about your appreciation for history, and your understanding.
0: Obviously, I deplore and despise history revisionism. Or uh, if I were to. Then, uh, uh, denounce Rhodes according to my, uh, to the standards of today. It doesn't mean that I have to denounce Shada, one of my great, uh, one of the greatest heroes, Absolutely. who I have, have grown up till today revering, revering him. That's and, what you mean to me. In the
1: context of his time, he still was a hero.
0: He was hero. He is a hero. Of the, uh, so, uh, one thing that I object, uh, I objected on the same grounds with uh, Rhodes Must Fall that, um, Just to show that if your argument was that uh, Rhodes was a racist, let me show you that racists actually are confused generally. Rhodes hated the Germans when he spoke. He also spoke about the English race. Now, that's a nationality. It's not not even a nationality. It's a people within a a nationality of, of the British. But he, when he was speaking about the English, they were a race as far as I was concerned because that was at the time of their own confusion and as people who believed in, in, the, in racism theory. Uh, however, what he did at the, those times, it is uh, you're correct, he was not the only one. That's how mining began, the mineral re- revolution in South Africa. Practically everyone who was into the mineral revolution was a criminal. They were robbing one, uh, one person against the other. That's what what, uh, obtained at the time And and,
1: and sticking their pick in the ground And going this is my mind
0: Absolutely So uh, if you're going to then use uh, The current standards uh, To judge that period You absolutely have no appreciation And no sense of history And you shouldn't be talking about history at all In the first place Whereas I,
2: I do believe that you can judge history in its context and still make a judgment based on morality. So, for example, I don't think the Holocaust could be excused under any circumstances whatsoever. It, it was
0: not even excusable at the time.
2: Indeed, yes. It was not
0: even excusable at the time. Oh, the same thing with uh, with slavery. It was not even. You had these abolitionists. Yes. They were they were whites with the one or two slavery slaves yeah. that had just escaped slavery. Oh,
2: absolutely. The Republican yeah. Party in America, yeah. that's what Thomas, they won on.
0: Thomas Paine oh, was 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 positively against slavery. Indeed. Okay. So it, it was never accepted, even at the time, or oh, uh, right throughout the entire uh, history, you find these people were opposing it ruthlessly.
2: Indeed, indeed. And, and that's, the, that's the problem with history. It, it's it, It's... Very easy to try and broad uh, have, have broad strokes around what people did and why they justified what they did. But there are, there's so much nuance within it, and I think uh, as a student of history, one must be aware of that.
0: It, uh, one of the unfortunate things that have been happening since 1990 uh, across I- I- ideas, uh, although that it has a, 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 before 1990 it has about a, a, a 30 year period of, of gestation. You you get this you, you had these uh people who because of their own inadequacies, uh feeling uh looking at the in their anxieties, looking at the achievements that have been appropriated by the world as positive from uh from the Western culture. They then begin this uh uh these uh notions of uh dead white European men. Uh you 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 find those people that then started to uh, propagate uh, the the learning of uh, of texts that were quite easy because uh, somehow someone is a woman or is black or 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 because they were victims of of some, pre- of some previous system, but that's not what's about in life. Or that's not what's about w- what even the intellects demand, or the intellect. Uh, is a great demand. It doesn't do well with something that is easy. It doesn't sit well. It despises anything that is easy. It always wants something that is difficult.
2: Indeed. So, so are you arguing that, that people who are intellectually um, intelligent, for the lack of a better word, mm. do not see things in binary terms?
0: Generally, they don't. There's no, oh, uh, it's one of the unfortunate things that comes. That came out of anti racism the binary the, the inculcation of of the binary revision uh, um, amongst anti racist t- propagating it uh, to uh, to a remnant outspoken uh, uh, black people that doesn 't obtain generally especially from 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 Bantu languages you don 't find it it 's not a cross you wouldn 't find uh, uh, black people when they are talking in their own languages. Or viewing, or or the world in a binary vision. They don't do that. It doesn't. It doesn't obtain. This is something that is been is been inculcated by people who are, have been alienated from 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 their own people.
2: Okay, that's that's an interesting. View. So, are you arguing that that? what we term anti racists so people who, who who want to see racism in every in, in many aspects of life um so are you saying that, that, that they might feel alienated from from their own their own culture their own race themselves
0: absolutely most of them are they, they, it's, it's a sense of alienation of not belonging to your own people lacking confidence it, it, it has this this infrared complex that I call pathological That's why it, it's so aggressive It, uh, it asserts itself so aggressively Against even empirical evidence And, obs- uh, uh, and empirical observation Of, uh, of, re- uh, of relations amongst pe- among people It's because uh, it's, it's a deep sense of alienation
2: Because that is quite interesting Because you'll never hear uh, King you know, Speak about <laughs> white people I do understand your point. I mean, I haven't seen data to back it up, but it, cognitively to me, it, it sort of makes sense.
0: Certainly. You, you find, uh, that's the reason probably someone like a, a Zulu nationalist or like, uh, uh, Chief Buteliz had had no problem with it. Uh, because he grew up confident, confident in his own culture. His mom, ma- his mom is one of the greatest Zulu singers or uh, music composers or, uh, So, so he had this natural confidence in himself.
1: So, so I mean, if if you would then say, you know, oh well, he's Zulu or he's black, so we must give him a step up, you would find that deeply insulting.
0: Absolutely, I find it. um, I was arguing against that. I used to have a librarian in nineteen, in nineteen between nineteen ninety nine and ninety six, a coloured woman who was. Practically, my mom is my other mom is really in the library. When, when this notion of affirmative action was first uh, brought up, I felt very com- uncomfortable about it, uh, because it it assumes, uh, the an infantile disposition of black people. That that. We, as a black person, you cannot do anything with your own abilities, abilities unless you are treated uh, uh, specially and differently as some sort of a child. Uh, I found it um, deeply patronizing and condescending. Or uh, uh, I argued against it. I'm still arguing against it. Uh, there's uh, considerable research demonstrating in the U.S. that uh, black pupils who've been accepted through affirmative action in white in 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 predominantly white school in US do badly than black people who go to historical black uh uh institutions. Uh, it's because uh it's this uh it's underneath it is this assumption that uh these people must be accepted in this school because they're not they're, they're not good in themselves.
2: But this is an argument that I mean apartheid took away, you know Opportunities like we have not seen before. The social engineering was was uh, atrocious. For example, so for example, you know, black people could not study where they wished to. Their education was inferior. So, so maybe after the the, the, the after 1994, um, it does not make sense that the black people will need, so to speak, a step up because the skills that they lack has been due to state interference in their lives.
0: But the skills, the skills deficit is still there. So how do you argue what affirmative action is done for black people?
1: Sorry, when the, is it an implementation problem or a, or a, an actual is the the con- entire program? It's is the is,
0: conceptual is the, program itself. Implement, when your concept, when your, when your concept or idea is wrong, your implementation is going to be wrong. Because the concept itself is wrong. Because
2: I'm, I'm a, Uh, I I, I mean, thankfully you say this, because when I say this, it gets uncomfortable around people. But if you look at historical analysis and you look at data from around the world, oppression has been happening around the world and still exists in in, in many countries. And you do find, personally, um, if if there is a revolution, so to speak, to a more liberal democratic society, the less the state does. The more people empower themselves And you get emergent structures Of, of, of wealth and, and society Coming through And that happens naturally
0: That's, that's uh, it's exactly the argument that I, uh, I had That uh, gradualism Through a proper uh, 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 Education would have, would have Now taken black people far or We could see this uh, Between the period of, of uh, Leading up to 2007 Oh, with, the growth, with the growth of the black middle class Yes oh, I remember many people uh, They still argue in the middle class, black Middle class like me Saying that uh, they are in those positions Thanks to, to, uh, to, to The ANC government policy No, they are wrong They are not there thanks to the ANC government policy
1: Don't you find that horribly patronizing? I mean, I know you've used that word, but isn't it terrible to like say – it's the same argument I have partially. I mean, white privilege, I think, is a lot of crap. But one of the problems with the argument of privilege, it's the same as saying a black guy got there because he's black. No, he got there because he's good at what he does. Um, If you're saying he got there because he's black, it's incredibly insulting. It's the same as the white privilege argument. Everything a white person has must be because they're white. No. Do you think maybe they studied for years or worked hard, long nights, days, etc.? It, it's the, these are the problems with these arguments. They remove agency uh,
0: uh, from uh, the individual.
1: Absolutely, that's the that's one hundred percent the correct word.
0: So it, it, when they when they uh, make that argument, uh, I look at them and laugh. At it. "No, even the data, <laughs> even the data doesn't support what you're saying because oh, when you look at an, employ, uh, at an unemployment." Affirmative action and PA has done nothing for black people as far as unemployment is yeah. concerned. Yeah. So you would have been employed anyway.
2: In, indeed, that, that's the irony of of B. E. Thomas Sowell, a great, if I may say, black economist, one of my favorites, uh, he wrote a book called Affirmative Action Around the World. And, and the, the key thing about it, it helps people that don't need help at all. It helps people that are educated in university. It helps people that have the skills necessary to be a marketing manager in a corporation. But it's not going to help the, the hawker. You know, on the side of the street, or, or the unemployed man who lives in Alexandria it's not, it's not going to help him one I, bit.
0: I've heard about that book. I still want to I haven't read any single book of Thomas Sowell, unfortunately. Uh, I'd love to read that read that book, or uh, because the day when you look at affirmative action, where it has been uh, put as a policy around the world, it fails the people that it is intended to help.
1: Yeah, good intentions. That whole that whole thing once again. Yes. You know, we say that often. Uh, it's interesting. I, the other day, um, another podcast I was listening to, uh, it was uh, Gareth interviewed, oh, I forget the gentleman's name. He's on, I think, Metro FM. Uh, he's one of the evening DJs. He he had a very, um, you know, controversial point. He even said, before he said it, he says, I'm going to you know, get in trouble for saying this. Uh, he turned around and said, you know, he comes from Soweto, uh can't remember if it was Meadowlands or, or one of the yeah. one of the other areas there, um, and he was saying that uh, obviously they were very proud of their their area when yeah. when he grew up there. You know, people were proud to 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 say they come from yes. Meadowlands or they come yes. from Orlando or yes. wherever they come from. Yes, you can find um,
0: even some popular songs backing that up.
1: Yeah, um, and he even talked a little bit towards township rivalry in terms yes. of between those or between yes. other townships in yes. Pretoria, and so. Um, but, still exist. but but what, what he what you know what he said, which was controversial, was he said that he remembers people having more jobs back then um than he does now, what he sees now that's obviously very anecdotal um in terms yeah, of it's limited uh, to his experience yeah you know and and I'm not sure if that's necessarily true but uh, i i'm bringing up the point to talk about sort of how you know we've mentioned your views on b e on on employment equity and um how it hasn 't helped the people it 's meant to help which is those people okay, yeah. okay um and we know the the data speaks for itself because sure. the unemployment statistics are there to kind of back up that anecdotal evidence we don't, look i don't uh, he 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 did he did caveat it by saying look the guy may have uh you know he was working and he for a minimum wage and it was a terrible minimum wage and he couldn't but, do he, was much with it. but he had a job and he said he said people were, were proud and they they the he's you know he spoke about how dig, essentially a job gives you dignity um that's what it gives you um, and I think, you know, we're missing that. We're missing. We're missing that. We know factually that we're missing that um, in terms of jobs uh, for people and work. So, where do you stand, sort of socially, economically, on how we solve some of our problems?
0: Um, before I get, uh, get to that, let it. me. Uh, the data that we have, actually, uh, unfortunately, doesn't go uh, with as far as, uh, as employment with respect to black people. Doesn't go beyond 1990,
1: mm.
0: uh, so. It, it can never be uh, presented backed by data whether yeah. black people had uh, unemployment then or not. However, I remember that there was influx control, yeah. so black people uh, can only be brought into. They can only come into the city. Or when if they, they work were working, so it's probable that all the black people who were around the city then were working. That's, that's a probability. However, uh, specifically with as far as labour data, it begins in nineteen in nineteen ninety mm. in nineteen ninety four. In in nineteen ninety, what we have with that respect to the data is is pure gas work it's in a helicopter flew around where black people lived <laughs> and then took a uh, uh, topographic uh, maps of where black people lived during the day so counting the black people that were there during the day and not there during the day then that's how then they were, uh, made that guest estimate of who was working yeah, which on it sounds that.
1: incredibly yeah, inaccurate
0: absolutely this is 19 19- that was 1990 yeah or uh, bef- beyond that there's n- absolutely nothing uh, so uh, the, uh, that, that uh, argument is, is a mute one with mm. respect to that. However, uh, employment does give uh, people or technicians as far as they can obtain it for themselves, get it for themselves, without any... Um, uh, or some sort of a, a nanny or a nurse or, put, or uh, putting them through or, or the field. The, one of the best forms of, of getting jobs uh, the net The network that most of us black people do not use which which we have uh, is is uh the person who's working. You can always find a job by someone who's working who can recommend you to another com- to another company or 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 to a company where they are working, but we don 't do that once you become black middle class. Because why we leave the places where, uh, we leave places where we're living So we are no longer connected To some of the people who, are, who, are, who need employment When we can say, hey, there's an employer Hey, I know a guy who can do this So the employer uh, employs that pass in On your recommendation it is, it's, it's still the best form of networking But we don't use that social capital mm-hmm. Instead we go around complaining That we black people do not have social capital When we do have it it's just that we're not using it effectively.
2: But, but not in the middle class, is yes. what you're saying. There, there was a book, uh, sorry to intru- interrupt, uh, a book called Capitalist Nigger, written in, in 2001. And thi- I think, yeah,
0: okay, yes, came a, around this a, period, yes. By a Nigerian economist, Nigerians, and he made, yes.
2: he made the point that this happens with, um, black communities that have been that are in foreign lands, so to speak, mm. not in Africa. And he gives the example of, for example, Pakistanis mm. and Asians and yeah. Koreans and, and, <clears throat> excuse me, and Jews to some extent. Mm. If you, if you find them in, in the, the, a community, say a Korean community in a foreign country, the, the, the social networks between those mm. people is extremely high. The, the, tr- the, what do you call it? Societal trust factor yes. is yes. extremely high amongst black people. It's lacking. And he, he didn't explain why, so to speak. But he just said this is an issue that needs to be dealt with.
0: Okay. Unfortunately, I despise that, uh, the writer you mentioned, and I despise him because um, <laughs> he, what he was writing in English was written by John Dobe in 1922 in Zulu. It's there. It's just that ignorance of black people who do not know. So I hated the, the fact that it became a, a cause the book because it had nothing new. John right. Temba says this thing as far back as 1922. It's written in a, in, in a, in a, in a Zulu essay. Uh, yes, that's quite true. Uh, the the social uh, trust. We are a low social uh, low trust so, uh, people. It's unfortunate. Uh, Oh, I'm going to draw an example about someone Quite intimate and close to me But I'm just not going to mention um, the, uh, Her name because uh, obviously She's just someone who's intimate to me When she moved to US Some some uh, 15 years ago or She did her best To help any South African who was arriving In US To acclimatize Get jobs um, She would Put them up in a in a apartment, live with them, feed them. Uh, but four, six years down the line, they all betrayed her. Uh, for from from that betrayal she got from those people, she stopped having inter- interaction, well of whatsoever, of any kind with the South African with South Africans, because she has the experience of being betrayed by people that she helped, who had nothing when they arrived in U.S. And some of them uh, even didn't have the visas to return. They overstayed they, 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 um, uh, they, they are welcome in U.S. She helped all those people. But in return, she got a thankless, uh, 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 thankless uh, uh, plate from them. So you, you get that experience. It happens. Uh, I, I also have it. Uh, it's something that I always say that when I was a period a, a chef, uh, I've got about 17 people who are working, who are trained and parental employment into journalism by me. At the time, at that age, I don't know anyone who could have made that achievement, but I did. Uh, oh, I, was, I was young. They're still working till today. Only two of those guys still say, "Hey, you know, i to Jersey, we owe our living to you." Or oh, the rest of them had never even gave me a thank you. You, yeah. you, you you, get the, so it, the, all of them Not a single all of them All of them were black
2: Right <laughs> I, I mean we're not saying It's a, it's a, a black cultural thing To do but this right
0: No but it's the it's no, low trust I think trust. it's universal to be it, honest it, it, it isn't as you, uh, he was pointing out mm. You find these communities that come You find, mm. Look at uh, Bangladeshis here You look yes. at Pakistanis, Pakistanis so, yeah. You look at Ethiopians mm. You look at the so, at the social trust Mm. That is amongst them. When they find opportunities, he goes. He looks for another Ethiopian mm. to bring into that opportunity. We don't do uh. that.
1: So not universal, but certainly it's it's something to be aspired to within certain communities. It's, uh, it's, it's not a, a, an everyone thing.
0: It isn't. But um, it, it's that social capital that ne- needs to be uh, uh, to, to be utilised mm. amongst black people. But it requires trust. Mm. When there's no trust, that can a society doesn't function.
1: So, so why, why is there trust missing in South Africa, as an example? I mean, um, you know, black people aren't enemies of each other in South Africa. Those who argue that we have a race war would argue that whites and blacks are enemies. But, but you know, what, what's the what's stopping the trust?
0: The funny thing is that uh, there are people who say that there have never been a race riots in South Africa since 1949. There's only been uh, uh, anti-immigrant riots in the post-apartheid. That's mm. quite uh, not quite notable contrast. Uh, it's something that I haven't thought about it. Why there isn't a, uh, why there isn't uh enormous social trust. However, I've argued for trust since I was seventeen. That is a basis of, of a foundation on society. I remember my first entry into a formal job when I was seventeen. I came the way. There were two white guys working there. There were some four Indians. By the time of three years, uh, my employer had replaced uh, virtually uh, 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 all of the way we about three left. He said, "No, this guy can do all your job." Uh, it was about the trust that I had gained with the employer. So he fired. Um, he fired white guys, Indian guys. He's Muslim. He fired them. He said, "No, this guy can do your job." Uh, it's about about trust when you tell someone, look, when you work in this place, don't steal. Don't do this. Don't do those things. Because when you do them, you're not only affecting yourself. You're affecting other people. You look at retail shop right now. At all the retail shops. You look at the employees being searched when they leave their workplaces. That thing in 1990 didn't exist. There were no security guards at uh, at, uh, at retail shops as far as until 19, 1993. It began to exist when stealing in retail became so, so enormous that uh, uh, retail owners could not st- uh, could not accommodate it. Then they implemented private planes, clothes, uh, security to monitor their own staff. They implemented uh, security to search their own staff. Why? Because they created those conditions of being untrusted by their own employers
1: right so let's change track a little bit if you don't mind
0: yes I'd uh, like to, there's a topic of alienation that I'd like that we return to um, uh, yeah. Roman and I had spoken of of uh, of the of, uh, before about it with respect to yeah. black consciousness and the
2: yeah, Roman, you want to uh, tell us a bit more? So, so before the show, Umde and I were speaking for about half an hour, yeah. and, and he made the claim, the very surprising claim to me, that Steve Becker is actually not well known <laughs> uh, amongst amongst our black. What
1: the name's known, or or his but work, not his, work, his, work his
2: work and his name. So, please explain a bit more about that, because that is something I had I found very uh, interesting.
0: In 1989, Penguin first released a. Uh, uh, the first available imprint edition in South Africa, Steve, because we can write what writer like. I bought it. I was the f- the only person who bought it. At CNA in a workshop. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only copy that came. I bought it. I read it. I was at, I was in standard nine then. Uh, I I read it first uh, first copy. There was nothing new in in his book. He he was rehashing. Everything that uh either uh George Padmore or Kwame Krune or or F- Franz Fanon had said. Uh, or even Malcolm X had said. There was nothing there's nothing new in Steve Beagle. He's a he's a past teacher of everything that had been thought. It's not surprising. He was a medical student, not trained in ideas. He knows nothing about ideas. He had no he has not a single new idea in wow uh, he, yeah, we
1: thought it was controversial on this show to say that Steve Biko was a
2: racist before. but I think <laughs> that takes the cake.
0: <laughs> so, um,
2: so, so he's not actually um well read amongst.
0: No, he isn't he amongst South Africans. No, 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 he isn't well read. So, well, when the so the people who was into Steve Biko were small groups of PAC. So, during then we were all young adolescents. So I spend my time arguing with them, uh, and then I. I I, was arguing, I would argue against black consciousness that it was a false consciousness affected of alienation. Steve Beagle had um, come from a small uh, rural town in Eastern Cape, came to dive in a big seat back then, first time seeing white people. It was a shock to his system. He knew nothing. About, he had never seen a white person. He had never been, been uh, placed in a position where he could see a white person on a day-to-day basis. He oh, So he became shocked. The entire experience became he became an alienation from him, from transplanted from a rural, from a rural town into an urban city. Oh, that's how he informed his his, his perspective. That's what is generally forgotten by people who who argue for him that he was an alienated person. So, he oh, they, he this black consciousness thing. You don't even find equivalent of it in, in, in any of the, of the black languages. It's, uh, one of the things that is ironic when you read him is that he used to speak about non-Europeans, the language of the time. Now, if you were to judge him according to his time, now, that, hey, here's this guy who referred to black people as non-Europeans. He was black, but he referred to black people as well as non-Europeans. Uh, if you, then you were to, to, to do the argument of history revisionism. Then you will also have to apply to Steve Beagle as well, which is unf- would be unfair, right. because it was at the time that he was speaking, it was the language that was available to him at the time. However, his, uh, his pastiche and weak uh, arguments, back, even back then, they, they were completely had no substance. What I do agree and do admit to is that Steve Beagle is a political figure. He's, he, he's, he, he's, he's got some substance. But as a thinker, no, he has no substance at all.
2: So, so what, what do you mean by by saying there's no such thing as black consciousness in in in, in your in your um, in African language? What yeah, do you mean in, by in, that?
0: Yes, for instance, in in, in a Zulu language, even in a Sutsu language, there's nothing that's called black consciousness.
1: You can't you can't talk about it. You can't It doesn't talk. Talk. exist. It
0: doesn't exist.
1: And, and as a concept, I mean, you <laughs> as obviously a, as don't a like it.
0: Yes, as a concept, it doesn't even exist as a concept. Even as a concept. As a concept. It doesn't exist as a concept. So, you'd have to import it from English and translate it now into Bantu languages. Now, this would be ironic for someone who says it's black, who right. has now to use the very language that he pr- he, he pretends to hate to appropriate uh, the term. This, this concept into their own language, their mother language. That's
2: fascinating. So, oh. so, so you would argue that um, most black South Africans don't give two cents about has, Steve Biko and his ideas? He has ideas. no
0: resonance. Black Consciousness has no violent resonance. The, uh, one of the foremost, uh, foremost parties that uh, subscribe to it, Azapo and PEC. Where are they?
2: Right, right. No, well,
1: that, that's that's proof there. <laughs> All right. So, what about the EFF, who have sort of, you know, bringing it back?
0: EFF, EFF is a, has a has no ideology. It only uh, p- propagates the politics of, of hatred. It's jumping to everything that uh, it's, uh, it considers popular among uh, blacks. The person who had brought this to EF originally is one of the F- uh, founders of uh, uh, Andalim Kledama. The The rest the the entire concept before Andalim Linc- Mchitangdara was with EFF. It's a foreign, it's foreign one. Um, I know uh, uh, Fletch, uh Shivambo, I know Chilas Malem had arguments with them in two thousand and nine that were very unpleasant. Uh, before then, Steve, uh, the this player, so it's what they imagine has uh, is popular. Amongst black people, because uh, they're now trying, uh, uh, trying to appropriate, uh uh, uh record. Right. You you can think as this as how commun uh, communi- Soviet Russia communism would do appropriating uh, Trotsky's the, Trotsky's ideas, and now trying to present as a Stalinist ideas.
1: So, so black consciousness <laughs> doesn't exist on its own; it's other ideas which people then say are black consciousness. Yes, uh, it's it's, it's it, you know the. Not even a chicken and the egg really It's actually black consciousness it doesn't exist without you making As if your ideas fit into this thing Called black consciousness
0: A sort of a black consciousness uh, equivalent That existed uh, in West Africa In the mid-century, mid-20th century an Negritude Franz Fanon
2: uh, Franz Fanon's famous He yeah. um, yeah,
0: used things. to laugh at it <laughs> He mocked it Mm. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's quite funny that the people who are Claiming to be black consciousness here in South Africa Try to appropriate Frantz Fanon uh, uh, To display consciousness He would have laughed at it
2: <laughs> Really? Well, what, what if you had to describe Negritude? In...
0: Negritude was uh, founded by The Se- uh, uh, Senegalese and poet uh, uh, Sango As well as the um, Caribbean uh, poet uh, César, uh, In France They were alienated intellectuals in France uh, sango had just been transplanted from uh, from Senegal uh, to France uh, in the mid 20th century. Same with Caesar So when they came there, coming from this entirely black uh, uh, nation, now finding themselves in Paris, where you could probably count black people on your hand, back then it was a shock to them. Mm. So their natural reaction was this negligence this pr- this a- ethnocentrism, pride in their own in their own uh, uh, blackness.
2: As, as a reaction to as the a, environment
0: As a reaction yeah. to the, area, the alienation you yes, speak of the, yes. So
1: it's, it's, it's I feel alienated and insecure <laughs> So I'm going to make something to protect myself Yeah absolutely And who I am um, and, and what I believe I, I, I symbolize I Symbolize
0: oh, But um no, creature in contrast to uh, to Black Consciousness, at least had a solid intellectual foundations. Right. It goes across the... Cultural and ethnic lines. Yes, so <laughs> cultural et, ethnic lines. From that point of view, it's immensely better than the, than, than the rubbish of Black Consciousness.
1: All right. Um, I want to... We, we've got a little bit of time, left. Yeah. So I want to talk a bit about... Sort of geopolitics because you've got lots of opinions, um, which suffice it to say, you would never make it into the current South African foreign ministry um, <laughs> with your opinion. So you're not a huge fan of someone like uh, Vladimir Putin trying to uh, retake the USSR. Uh, you're not a big fan of uh, uh, Barack Obama either. Um, you think he, like well, you probably would agree with me. I think he's one of the worst American presidents ever. Um, Let's go into some of those opinions.
0: Mm. My own uh, uh, foreign uh, perspective and policy, my own foreign perspective is that uh, we are, we are, it's the Western, uh, Western culture is our heritage.
2: Okay. Yes, it's
0: our heritage. Uh, Came, came, uh, however it came, it may have come, unfortunately, via imperialism and colonialism, but it's here. We cannot now undo it. It's a part of history. It's a part of our heritage. So for, for South African government to have this anti-Western uh, perspective and foreign policy that drives it, driving it towards China and Russia, disreputable countries as far as their own treatment of their own uh, people and, and polities, more inclined to authoritarianism rather than democratic ethos uh, it, it 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 alienates south africa from its natural environment we are driving uh, uh, the the anc government is driving uh, south africa because of its, of anc's uh experience during exile and apartheid in the apartheid, um, uh, the apartheid uh, time uh, towards uh, uh nations that we should not be associating with at all Uh, Russia is a dark authoritarian country it uh, espouses uh, authoritarianism the same as China it's millennia
1: Mm, and and they're both horribly illiberal
0: and the constitution I always laugh when people accuse me that no, while we are illiberal you don't know, we are living in a liberal democracy you just don't know. The Constitution of South Africa is a liberal, is a liberal, Democrat, uh, uh, democratic, constitution.
2: Yeah, very, very progressive document. Yes. Yeah. Um, just not
1: accepted by a lot of people.
0: Yes, so I, I find it fun when people are, are, are thinking that it's abusive to to me to cut it. It's something I'm, I'm proud of. Or. It's something that my uh, it was uh, ingrained in me and my mom uh, ingrained in when I was growing up. But um, to return to the geopolitics, that South Africa has to align itself with um, with the Western powers. Singapore did it. Singapore is a post-colonial nation. It didn't, when it did, when it came out in 1965, when it came out even of, the, of its federal arrangement with Malaysia, it didn't reject its Western heritage. What it did instead was to fully embrace it because it, it, it then showed confidence amongst themselves as, uh, as Singaporeans and they've been progressive since then oh, they aligned their own interest with the West uh, That's for me is uh, President, Obama, President Obama has been the, one of the worst presidents ever in that he subscribed to anti-Americanism as an American Himself, that's true. He's weakening America from within. He left the sta- the international stage to all the evil forces that um, p- some people in their delusion, especially from feminists, if this delusion comes from feminists, that there's no evil in the world and cruelty. Oh, which there is. Well, There's
1: there massive cruelty on the campuses in America, but otherwise...
0: Yes, you know. but the feminists do not see it in that way. They think uh, you can engineer a human being to be without uh, cruelty or evil, but that's not the case.
2: No, of course not.
0: Yeah. So Barack Obama has bought all into these ideas that are anti-West and anti-America. He then is implementing the policies, the perspective of the anti-Americans and anti-West in U.S. foreign policy. Hopefully that all is going to be reversed. We, uh, uh, after his presidency, but we need to reverse it here in South Africa as well. Our position that uh, has taken us to the arms of uh, China and the arms of uh, the arms of uh, of Russia. We have uh, uh, I admire the r- uh, Russian culture. It's one of uh, uh, one of the superb uh, uh, culture in the c- cultural expression in the, in the world. However, they are polity from the time of the autocracy, the Romanovs, till today, is one of autocracy right. and dark authoritarianism. We cannot de- we cannot accept that, that that part of their heritage. So it, it, it is deeply anti-democratic, illiberal. We cannot have it. But I, I do
2: think sometimes the ANC faces a bit of paranoia, um, despite the fact that we are a, a constitutional liberal democracy. They sometimes um, still believe they're under attack, you know, from the West, and and, and you can see it in their press releases. Yes. you know, Tulibano said as a CIA spy and third forces. Uh, yeah, third force. It's, like, it's not taken seriously, but I do think a lot of ANC um, members in the party itself still do believe that that, that foreign forces are trying to undermine. Well, them.
1: can I just say that I also think that they misinterpret what is normal market forces, which are open and there's no secret about it. This is how the capitalist world works. Um, they interpret market forces to be <coughs> western forces. So for example if a political party gets a donation from an American company then that's a you know third force interference. No, that's not third force interference. That's that's how it works. Um, and the fact that you know it exists even proves that it's not a third force. So, I mean, comment on that?
0: Absolutely. I uh- it's it's a it's it's a among the elite of the ANC. Uh, it doesn't uh, it doesn't obtain among the general populace. I was a member of the ANC. My branch here in 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 Johannesburg actually was in was in Soweto Orlando East. My branch um uh, before when I moved uh, up from Deben. When you. The, this doesn't obtain among the general membership. It's amongst the elite of the the higher echelons. It's obviously unfounded, as you as you as you point out. How, um, however, the this anti Westernism does not is does not originate with with ANC founding principle. It originates around the mid nineteen forties when the SACP takes over ANC. Between nineteen twelve and nineteen and f- and nineteen forty four ANC is pro western right okay uh, liberal pro western that's why they they even made entreties went to london to the queen to make presentation uh, against the treatment of black people asking for the queen to intervene on behalf of the black people because that's what they, are, they that's what the uh, their general uh, liberal principle made them to believe yes that they belong to the west mm-hmm. uh However, when the SACP, which ironically was a racist party against black people, t- uh, then throws in its lot in 1944 with the ANC, changes the whole dynamics and the perspective of ANC. From that point onwards, it's even uh, something that um, uh, I wish I could have, uh, I could just, sometimes I wish that I could just dedicate to writing book instead of trying to make a living. Uh, <laughs> This is my contention that I've not seen elsewhere anyone makes. SACP and caused us our liberation. the SACP: Yes, caused us the liberation of black people. The liberation of black people could have come a- much earlier, but the ANC throwing in sludge with the SACP in 1994 in 1944, so excuse me just to correct myself mm-hmm. then in 1944. Uh, brings about, uh, this is, remember that this is just uh, on the eve of the end of, the, uh, uh, of, of, of World War II, the beginning of, 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 of the Cold War, when there's this fight between uh, against the, uh, the liberal uh, uh, West and against communism. Yes. So when ANC draws in its lot with the Communist Party, it effectively invited uh, uh, the West to be anti-it.
1: So, essentially, the West says, all right, well, we would help them, but they're part of our enemy, essentially.
0: Absolutely. That's what happened. Not, that's what exactly happened. That, uh, Not only that, even here in South Africa, when the apartheid government in 1950 passes uh, the, uh, the Anti-Communist Act, it didn't pass the Anti-ANC Act. Yes. It passed the Anti-Communist Act. ANC gets banned because of this, of, the, of their alliance with the, uh, with the SACP. Had they terminated their alliances, they wouldn't have been banned. Yeah. they were all func- They were functioning throughout then, and un- under proto apartheid during those difficult times, here in South Africa, they were not banned because they were not a communist party. But the moment they threw in their lot with communism, they invited their own uh, uh, banning, and demise. Yeah, that's what that's what happened. It. We're, we're we are out of,
2: we're out, of time. out of time at the at the biggest cliffhanger.
1: Yeah, no, but I, I want I want to give you thirty more seconds. I want to ask you. You've got a good idea of the ANC. Can they can they fix themselves from where they are?
0: Is a dip, it's a difficult question. In thirty seconds, <laughs> there there are two answers to okay. it. First one, they can't. They can't fix. NC cannot reform. It has no ability to reform. Secondly, it can do it only when it allows, or all individuals to propagate ideas that can challenge or, or that can be uh, competitive among itself, and then the winning ideas will succeed. It doesn't do that.
1: Okay, so. Uh... Thank you I'm, I'm sure we can actually Get into that as a full hour mm. uh, At some point in the future um, That's uh, been just over an hour um, With uh, Mduduzi Tlamini uh, You can find Mduduzi on Twitter uh, His Twitter handle A little bit uh, complicated It's Quibi So that's Q-U-R-B-B-R-E And then underscore uh, Obviously you can find us At Renegade underscore report Ramon Cheers
2: oh, Wait you're, you're back on goodbye uh goodbye fascinating podcast as ever yeah uh and we would love to have uh, um to do back in the near
1: future yeah all right so ramon at ramon cabernac spelt roman at jonathan underscore wit and please visit us on facebook like us and guys if you're liking this podcast we really would appreciate a rating on itunes uh you can go there of course you want to give us five stars we deserve all of them and uh, we are entitled to all of them uh and uh uh, we know you want to leave a nice comment about how much your puppet loves our show. Thanks so much and bye.
0: Yeah, I didn't know if I did